I took a nootropic earlier. <laughs> you know, where's Gary? I drove here, took a shower for this. <laughs> it's always so classic, that clip. Every fucking time. How many people do you have in your background, Jim Stancil? I can hear everything that's going on. You're at a concert. Now, this is your favorite band? Is that what's, is that what's going on? No, no. We're at a bar outside of the... Yeah. All right. I guess I, I, I really do think that this time my invite got lost in the mail. I think that's what happened. Well, I say it every show. Every time I see you fucking assholes out, I'm like, my invite got lost in the mail. I moved to Connecticut for you guys, and you guys always seem just to do fun things while I sit in the basement. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm having a blast, too. Good. Good for you. You, you don't even have a microphone with you. There's the luckiest man alive. Big show's coming up September 25th. Secret show. We're here with Josh Denny. Uh, guy getting a lot of trouble lately on Twitter. Not trouble, <laughs> I would say. But, uh, I saw he, that. He, yeah, he's gonna, speaking his I'm mind. Gonna get out of here. I'm going to get out of here. Because All right, boys. Go have fucking fun. And, and, and just remember, just remember, ask me for my mailing address. And we'll have some fun together. I just bought some shirts. Thank you, Josh. Hey, I'm excited to see what Josh has to say. I've been seeing what he's dealing with on Twitter, so I'm looking forward to this. Hey, right, Stan, cool. go Love find your, your shine box. <laughs> Shut up, Victor. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. That's enough of that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which was a crazy. I'm, I, I told I told them three days ago. We got a show on Thursday, and they and they told me nothing about the concert. I don't understand what's going on with that. Um, the, kind of the moment you said you had the show. Yeah, no, I, I, I probably figured that. Now, Victor, where are you at? What, what casino are you at right now? Today we're in uh, Pennsylvania, man. I'm just sitting in the, in the house. I got a, a little scotchy scotch, actually, bourbon tonight. And uh, that's it. I'm in the basement. I'm in the just lab. So you know, just so you know, Josh, uh, this guy right here is a degenerate gambler. Uh, one time we were in Atlantic City at, at the Bollies, and I walked up. And I'm looking through the glass, and I see Victor, and he's looking at this lightning machine, a $5 slot machine. And I see this other gentleman walk up with at least what looked like $3,000 in bills. And I just sat there and watched Victor. He had no idea I was watching him. Just presumed to stick every $100 bill out of the three grand into the machine. Yeah, but the, the, the jackpot said... One hundred thirty-five thousand. <laughs> but did you get the one thirty-five thousand? You wouldn't be wearing that shirt. One thirty-five. You wouldn't be on this podcast if you won the one thirty-five. You'd be in Jamaica. Oh, I'd spend it right away. Yeah, one hundred thirty-five doesn't go very far. It doesn't. But when as you a, win it, you want to blow it. 
As a guy who's blown through that before in like six months, it doesn't go very well. You're like, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. I had, oh. I, had, I had a job when I was like 23 that I got a bunch of stock options for. And like a year later, uh, there was kind of like murmurings that the stock was going to go the other way. So I pulled out everything I could pull out. Which was like a like a quarter mil before taxes, and uh, and then I and then I was like, you know, at twenty three, I was like, I'm rich. I can like leave my job and do comedy full time. Yeah, anybody yeah. with that kind of money at twenty three is going to be and like, then, fuck and, the world. You know, I then, got what I need. Yeah, and then eighteen months later, that job called me back, and I was like, I will accept because I have spent <laughs> all of the money. I am coming <laughs> back. Like, hey, here I'm in. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So I know we we probably touched a bit on it on the last show, but you did uh, do something for the Food Network, and now they have a pinned tweet uh, on their Twitter uh, disavowing you. Yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of that at all. Yeah, I don't think it's okay for people to uh, you know speak their mind on against other people. Isn't this a free country? Isn't that what this is? You well, you don't was... you no longer work for Food Network. Yeah, I or do a there. show. I haven't been there for over almost four years now, and uh, I think it's crazy that they chose. You know, like of all the wild shit I say on social media, I think it's crazy that they picked that thing to like denounce <laughs> me on because it actually pissed off at least half of their viewership. They were just like, "Wow, so." Because he's pro-life, you guys are like, fuck him now? Like, when he was ripping on black people and gay people and, and Middle Eastern people, you didn't have a problem with any of that, but now that he's like, hey, it's a baby, don't kill it, you're like, fuck him? I, don't, I mean, I, honestly, Josh, I, I, I've seen plenty of polls. I don't think it's half their viewership. There's no way. You know, it, it's a third of the viewers who have big fucking mouths and followings oh, and you're things like the that. Other, you're saying the other side, the side that, yeah. Right. You're, you might yeah. be right. I mean, you know, it, a, there's there's people that are getting paid uh, promotions just to trash uh, other people who come out with a different viewpoint. It's like if you say, I don't need the vaccine. Next thing you know, you have all these fucking people coming after you. And yeah, it's like, even if you're as big as Nicki Minaj, right? I mean, you see exactly with that. She, yeah, she's getting destroyed right now too, just for speaking her mind. Fucking Literally, opinion, not even. yeah, yeah she, and she didn't the even First have, Amendment. She didn't even, she didn't even have a controversial opinion. She was just like, "Hey, maybe we should look into this." And they were like, "Get her, get her the fuck off, cut her mic off." Never yeah. your <laughs> People freak out about the Second Amendment, but this is the First Amendment that's being infringed on. I mean, you're just speaking your mind and it's funny how they never have an argument you know they just attack there's never there's never a counterproductive argument where they say you know maybe you're wrong because of this they're just like you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong fuck well, you you yeah, piece of shit you should be canceled and every and every woman like so many women jumped in because like obviously i i was pretty I was pretty extreme in what in what I said, right? I don't to, think so at all. No, 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 no. I know some people who are extreme. But the, I don't yeah, think you were extreme at true. all. That's true. But maybe that that's probably not a good barometer. But right. especially comedians are never a good barometer of like what's. No, you like try to make it. the joke, or you're just trying to speak your fucking mind, and but sometimes like, it works, sometimes it doesn't work. What I thought was so funny though is that. Um, so many women just jumped in those comments and they go, I didn't know I was pregnant until eight and a half weeks. Does that make me a whore? And I was like, maybe. 
It just how makes you, you fat. Make, yeah, it's just like, how did you get pregnant? Like, we th- that alone does not not make you a whore or make you a whore. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, S- someone got mad at me on Twitter last week because I was just, I was, I kept berating. They kept coming back with like paragraphs at me, and I just said, just say no to cock. Just say no to the cock. Yeah. And then maybe you won't have to worry about getting an abortion if you just say no to the cock. They make sex stores where you can just get a dildo and you just go have fun with yourself. You know, <laughs> you, can, you can say no to the cock. Well, it's okay. Time. You know, I, I, I get it with rape. I do unless it's, you know, after six what? weeks and before a heartbeat. But other than that, come on, man. You're, well, you're, you're making a risky decision anyways, depending on which broad you're with. Like, come on. (laughs) What do you want? The other thing that's interesting about that to me is like, what are the circumstances around rape that that would not that you would have to wait beyond six weeks to get an abortion or to do a plan B? And the answer is, in most cases, not reporting. Well, what the fuck, dude? So now, like you're so now you're potentially aiding and abetting the rape of another woman by not reporting this crime in the first place and i'm the asshole like yeah victor your thoughts rape is 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 not funny rape is rape is not funny (laughs) of course rape is not funny it's fucking hilarious i've never seen a girl pinned down they're great they can't move it's everything a man ever wanted yeah, it's, it's awful. I, I tweeted my in honor of all this stuff. I reshared one of my favorite rape jokes of mine of all time on Twitter just yesterday where I said, uh, I'll never understand how uh, you could uh, rape a woman with all that screaming and yelling. I, I can't even stay hard when they talk. <laughs> Amen. Which is a Not great bad. fucking which is a great joke. I mean, it like, is good. Unless you're one of those chicks who people hate to hear you speak, then you would laugh at that. Dude, I was at I was at Mohegan a couple weeks ago, and I used the joke. Um, what's the difference between an alcoholic and a necrophiliac? The undesirable urge to crack open a cold one, and the crowd, like almost every time I tell that joke, the crowd goes, <gasps> and then they just bust out laughing. And then I'm just like, yeah, waking up feeling like fucking death. You know what I mean? It's like there's like something so dark about shit like that. Like rape is funny. You can make rape funny. The act of rape is not funny, but the joking about rape is funny. It's the joke. You're throwing it out there. You're not sure if it's going to work. You're up there on stage alone in front of a fucking a lot of people. You're just throwing it out there. You don't know. You don't know if it's going to work or not. Well, How are you supposed too, like, to know? There's this what, what are you going to call your mom and try the joke? No. There's this weird thing, too, that the internet does, particularly tr- Twitter, where they'll try to take like an opinion of yours, and then they'll try to take jokes of yours, and then they'll try to marry that together like it's some kind of narrative of like, he once joked about raping a girl, and now he's coming out as pro-life, so this guy thinks real rape and rape babies are okay, and it's exactly. like, that's never, that's never, that's not an opinion. It's like, it's, it's like, did I say rape babies were okay? No, I don't think I did. Here's the thing, I, we, all have, we all have relationships, right? We've all uh, uh, had girlfriends or, or boyfriends, ski, whatever you like. <laughs> and I'm not gay. I support your lifestyle, and uh, it, inevitably, these kind of arguments are always the same, which is, I just want to be right. I just want to have my opinion and I want to be right. And I really don't care. The mood got me. I'm not going to listen to any of your facts. And in fact, your facts. Right, are, right. Your they facts don't are. listen to that. They, do, they just want to put put it as their way. 
but this, like, is, this is random. Like, and this is the funny part because when I see guys that that have like a, a women's backs, like you know, listen, I've been in I've been in relationships before, and I've been hypnotized by the bitch, and she starts talking crazy, and I start thinking crazy like her, right? You know, uh, and right. it's, it's it always where I was talking to my friend, and I was like, you know, really, uh, what, was, what the fuck? It was it was about one of our. My family members who who is an invalid, we would. She wanted me to bring him into the house, and I told my father. He goes like, "You're out of your fucking mind," you know. And he's like, "Oh, I am out of my fucking mind. I am. Yeah. I don't know anybody." That girl's a heroin addict now. So talk about catching up. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, but it's it's so. And this is where that's where I think a lot of people get into trouble on the internet is because they care too much about being right. And I was never at any point correct. This is why, that, this is that, why that, people. Correct. This is why people get so angry at me is because I'm not out there like. Actually, the facts are. I just go like, yeah, fuck you. This is my opinion. This is what like, I, I think I'm about it. I'm not gonna give you facts. Which, I'm not gonna try to debate you. It's which just takes an opinion, balls, man. And I'm it, doing it to, and I'm doing it in a funny way. I fucking love seeing it. That's why you know I, I messaged out to you. I was like, I have to have you back on because it takes balls, especially in the state that you live in. Yeah. It's like you don't know if you're gonna get. So I mean, how the fuck does you know a comedy club or someone that wants to cancel you even know that that's actually you? I know you got the verified check, but who the fuck knows if that's actually you? You know, if somebody knows you in person and has booked you before and wants to cancel you, really over over a personal opinion that you tweet about because it's a free country and you can tweet what the fuck you want. I mean, that's I'll, what's crazy to me, man. I'll be it, honest. Only like two comedians that I know personally and have worked with, like unfriended me and disconnected with me because I have that opinion. Wow. But everyone else you speak to who actually knows me will be like, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with his opinion, but like, he's not a bad dude. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's Tom Brady is a good quarterback. I don't fucking understand, you know, why it, it matters what that opinion is. You're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna stop any baby from being aborted. You know what I mean? You're not going to run right. into a goddamn abortion clinic and go, you stop now! You know? So, you in Texas. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing about being a comedian, right, like so much of it is like just ridiculing the people that don't agree with you. And so it's like, yeah. that that doesn't have to be based in right. truth or fact right. at all. Right. It, it does, it, you're, you're completely correct about that. It, no, nothing about being a comic... When you're up there on stage, nothing has to be true or false. I mean, just look at the guy we just lost, Norm MacDonald. He yeah. ripped on OJ over and over and over. You know, if he were to do some shit like that these days, they'd be like, oh, canceled, canceled. He's got to get out of here. He, he's spreading fake news, fake news. Fuck you. And now that I, I haven't heard a peep about Norm MacDonald for the last 10 fucking years, and now that he passed away, every person in their goddamn mom is talking about it. It's ridiculous. Well, there's, and there's also, a t there's also a ton of women coming out with Me Too stories about Norm now. Oh, no. Yeah, of course. Uh, disgusting. They want to they wanna cash in. That's all it is. Right. They want to cash oh, in. Yeah, he's still in the morgue, and you want to try to get cash before he goes in the grave? Yeah. Hey, Josh, hey, Steve, you want to know what's worse than getting canceled? <laughs> Having cancer and dying. That's worse. Not bad. Could be better. You could, you could bad, clean it bad, You could clean it up a bit. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a it's fucking a, comic. I'm an asshole norm, with a over my shoulder. Your norm, your norm borders on a John Mulaney, but I'll allow it. <laughs> 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 and having, and getting 
It's actually that, that's the first time I've ever made the correlation, but yeah, it is very. Uh, it's like okay, an old timey so... radio voice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hi, what are you doing? So, uh, when you did you make? Have you ever divorced your wife to fuck a celebrity, and then the celebrity <laughs> gets pregnant, and you do too much drugs, and then you have to go to rehab? Is yeah. that a thing? I make the oh, I make the classic Atel joke. I never liked traveling because uh, my father beat me with a globe. <laughs> that is a great gotta tell that story. that joke is so fucking good it's so short and sweet my favorite to tell of all time was uh the one he did on captain miserable where he's like why are there no new soups <laughs> and he was like i want some new soups after all these years how about a whale cum soup the most exotic of the jisms <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, so when did you decide, because I, I just, you know, recently learned that you, uh, I had you on the show a couple of weeks ago, but now I've really been following like what, because I, I guess you've been more active on Twitter now than you were in the past. No, I've, I, I've not, I'm not any more active or less. I just think more people are starting to like share stuff. And so you're starting to see more and more of it, right? Okay. Like, okay. Like I could tell you, I, I don't think my output is much greater. It's actually le like this month is actually down in terms of output. Um, but the, you know, like on an average month, my Twitter will get somewhere between like three and 5 million impressions. Right. And in the first seven days after that whole abortion thing this month, it got over 30 million impressions. Yeah. I saw that. I mean, when, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I have to get him back on before he just leaves crazy. me in the dust. I still no, don't no. get it though. I don't get it. I don't know why they fucking sniper you on that okay okay so there's a couple there's a couple things number there's one there's a blue check there's a blue check mark that's yeah, number that's, one that's a factor right. number two uh, uh usa women picked this up and started sharing it in their community as like what, the soccer the soccer team <laughs> no no <laughs> no it's like a women's organization i guess oh, yeah. so they picked it up and started being like look at this fucker being and then and then the third piece of fire is anytime a large account uh talks about it uh you it's it's going to pick up steam so if you right. remember with, with the straight white male thing the dictionary came at me on twitter and was like oh, i'm sure it did how big actually, was it actually the n-word is the most offensive word in the english language and straight white male isn't oh and find then, it in the dictionary <laughs> yeah and then I, and by the way then i replied and i was like apparently this dictionary is, is uh mistaking itself for a thesaurus i didn't know you guys could talk about the impression smart. of words which is a very smart right. joke that got no credit but uh it should but, have but it's anyway, like it's, it's almost like hey i should write the hood dictionary right so so that's what got that one to get steam and then people like don Cheadle started reacting to it this time don Cheadle, what a fucking uh, the very first the very first bump that it got was george takai and then the food network made a state the food network has never denounced me in all of my years and all the crazy shit i've ever said on twitter this was the first time that they made a statement like trying to distance themselves from having yeah. worked with me and hey, so when uh, that hey, happened, uh, all hell broke loose. Hey, uh, now, hey uh, George, have you ever uh, baked a cake and then said, put it on your asshole and said, beam me up, Scotty? Victor, I thought you had a microphone. Uh, <laughs> did, you sell, <laughs> did you sell it to put a couple more dollars in the machine? Oh, I had nope. a bad year. It's been a bad year, Daddy. Yeah, I know. I know. I've been following you. It's okay. All right, we'll see each other soon. You coming to the Secret Show September 25th? Not right now, but I'm trying to break some shit up so I can get up there. 
Cool. Connecticut right. stuff's not easy. Pennsylvania's far away, dude. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Trust me, I know. Why do you think I haven't been to Souljols yet? It's fucking fucking. It's a drive. I'm not buying a hotel. I, I love that you got. I love that the distance you guys consider on the East Coast to be too far is like what I sit in traffic right. to go meet right, somebody for lunch. You kill yourself. I would commit. Well, say, it was. It's the same thing. When I I so two days ago marks one year that I've been in Connecticut, and but yeah, I grew up at. I grew up in Texas, and I used to drive, you know, eight, ten hours just to get to work for like, you know, two weeks at a time or whatever, and it was no problem. But up here, the driving's different. There's something different about the driving on the East Coast versus the South because you got a lot more straight roads down south. Same thing in California; it's a lot more straight roads, and it's you know, I know there's a lot of traffic, but up here, it's just like a lot of back roads and bullshit and it tells you the time it's like oh it's going to take 25 minutes to get there you go in the speed limit it ends up taking 60 it's i don't know connecticut's crazy i'm not sure if i like it anymore well, it's all it's all new york traffic and it's the same thing it's east coast west coast traffic and once you enter into it you fuck yourself over especially where you live ski that 95 and and the fucking one and pick yeah well, I live in the middle of fucking nowhere now, but um, you got you one, know. you got two roads that get in oh. and out, and then all the side roads you got to go up thirty-five miles. Exactly. Billy Tardy just joined the chat uh, as kidding. Victor freezes up. What? That's fucking fantastic. Billy Tardy just joined the chat. Billy Tardy, I hope to see you September twenty-fifth uh, at the next secret show. It'd be a fucking blast. But Josh, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> speaking somebody, of, I just saw the chat. Somebody said War Machine sucks. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I, yeah. I when he came at me, he came at me about something recently where I was like, I think I invited him to lunch, and because uh, because he had come at me before with the straight white male thing, and then uh, who was the War Machine? Uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle. Oh, okay, so he, I didn't know that. Yeah, he and I. Oh, the movie. Oh, yeah, I never watched him. And I I'm not a movie. Back and forth a few times on Twitter, but anyway, my friend, uh, Chef Gruel, was like. Uh, I want to start hosting lunches for these people that have like uh, different viewpoints and they can sit down and have a lunch and discuss their things they disagree on or whatever. And I was like, hey, Don Cheadle, you want to join? And then he shared some gay joke I made as if he was like, and he was like, no, thank you. And I was like, what a fucking bore machine. Am I right? Everybody? Oh, yeah, and, seriously. Uh, so so he's just trying to find any reason not to well, go to lunch like, with you. Yeah, it's just be like, like, no, I don't want to go. Listen, <laughs> I listen. That's yeah, it. and he and he was like, uh, I I said some I ma I made one really good I can't remember what the joke was but I made some joke oh he was like he said some corny thing at me like he was joking and I was like I was like where does that go over at the Hotel Rwanda open mic <laughs> <laughs> from like, that movie <laughs> right where all the black people were slaughtered in a genocide right dude Hilarious. that's a good that's a good fucking joke so um. But anyway, it was just like, dude, I'm a comedian. Like, I don't have to like all your movies to sit down yeah. and discuss ideological not differences with you. I hate, I hate how everybody, no matter what, they're comics, movie stars, these people who have a following. Everyone thinks they're a fucking politician. It's ridiculous. It's like, well, just fo focus on your craft. How about that? The, Make it funny. The amazing thing is, is like so many of the people that are on the left too. They just like they'll never go into a situation where they are. 
um, where they're like face down with people that disagree with them in any sort of numbers, right? Yeah, so, like, exactly. And, yeah, and they, they don't want to lose. Meanwhile, for a guy like me, every environment is a hostile environment, especially like now, where you live. If, if I <laughs> walk into a, if I walked into the haha in Los Angeles last night, it would have been a fucking problem. Like if I walk really? into the comedy store now, it'll be a fucking problem because what's going to happen is because I came out as a pro life comedian. Um, now women are going to go to the owners of these clubs and go, I'm not comfortable with him in the vicinity of the show. Hey, um, get up here. Yeah. I'm going to get pregnant tonight, and I'm going to yeah. the baby in front of Josh. And I was, and yeah, like, exactly. Get like, out of here right now. I want to see him. I'm going to kill him. Give me a hanger. I'm going to kill yeah. my baby in front of Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I'm totally fine with abortion jokes. I think there's hey, nothing wrong with they're it. They're hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Look, there's nothing wrong with how somebody personally feels. I mean, uh, you know, just to say the best, Norm MacDonald felt the same fucking way. You know, he, he made jokes about the darkest shit, but who knows what he felt? He didn't tell anybody that he had cancer. No one knew, you know, well, maybe then, some of his close friends also... and shit, but he, but he made the darkest jokes like to say you're going to take your baby out with a clothes hanger is hilarious. It's there's nothing not funny about that. Yeah. Hey, 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 ski, you know what happened the one time I, 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 uh, I told the doctor I, uh, I don't uh, I don't believe in abortion. And he says to me, the guy he says to me, the guy says to me, he says, uh, you have cancer, Norm. Where's your fucking little? The nine eleven documentary was last. Delay on my end. Yeah, no, yeah, I think there's a delay. But yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. So I, I love what you're doing. I love what Chrissy's doing because she's kind of uh, a comedy mercenary as well. Uh, will you guys just, you, you're tired of giving a fuck. You're not going to conform. Well, this is and the thing. I said this earlier on Twitter. I was like, um, somebody, somebody asked me this and one of my DMS was a friend of mine who was, who said like, dude, like, he's like, I understand you want to stand up for what you believe in, but like, you're the most hated and reviled comedian now in, in Los Angeles. And I said, I go, do you not understand? Like I've had this face my entire life. In what fucking world do you think of me having a myriad of the right opinions is going to change being hated? I've right. been hated. Listen, when I was Mr. Nice Guy and did the Food Network show and did everything everybody told me to do, I was equally fucking hated because everyone thought I got an opportunity I didn't deserve. Right. So now that I'm being myself and they fucking hate me for that, too, it's like you got to pick your poison. Yes. And it's like if I'm if I'm going to be hated regardless, then I might as well be myself and say what the fuck I think. Dude, Josh, I would I would you, love to see you on a on a, on a show with Kevin Brennan. Oh Josh, my god, you guys would just fucking get along so good. He'd be like, "Vaccine." When um, did you when did you uh when did you stop giving a fuck about what people think of you? Cuz I have a hard time with that personally. I did, I I sort of never did. Uh, the only time I think of, the only time I ever think I tried to like put on a good face and be more coachable was when I had the Food Network show, right? Like, and right. there were a couple times where they were like, they would be like, yeah, they would be like, hey man, like we have the premiere coming up, so like maybe tone down some of the political shit or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Like, I, again, I'll play along. Yeah. And then, and then as the show got more and more popular and more and more successful, then they started to push further. They were like. All right, uh, I know we're not paying you any more money or anything like that, but if you could not do any comedy and not say anything on social media, that would be great. And I was like, all right, now we're getting to the point 
where you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing. Yeah, and... it's like, motherfucker, you're going to turn me to a breaking point and, and I'm just going to be a dead body up here. I'm just going to be a body right. here. Well, it's like, I was, but, and then, you know, I tell this story on many podcasts, but we had a call with the Food Network going into season two with all the executives and they were talking about like, well, maybe if you just didn't do anything political or, and maybe if you kept like the shows to a minimum and doing this other stuff. And I was like, listen, I'll stop doing all of it. If you guys want to cut me the check, like right. you're talking about me selling out. So make me an offer. Yeah. Throw me 20 million. I won't do shit for the next 10 <laughs> years. I'll, you guys can fucking, uh, you guys can wrap my ass in fucking beer batter. And stick me in a deep fryer every Friday night. I don't give Dude, a shit. I was I was literally thinking about that yesterday because uh, I was listening to Kumia. I think it was no, it was actually uh, Kevin Brennan's show uh, when they were talking about how good Will Ferrell was on Saturday Night Live and the fact that he really didn't ever do stand-up comedy. And it was almost like you know he's this here's this funny guy who has this cadence about him and. When he gets a role in a movie, he makes, you know, $10 million, whatever the fuck he makes. And then from there, you know, it's it's almost like he's he's unapproachable. It's almost same thing with Kevin Hart, you know, same thing with all these guys who get these movies. It's almost like once you have that amount of money and that 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 fuck you money, as they call it. Yeah. These guys, they're, they're unapproachable. You're, you're not allowed to talk to them. They're like, you know, hey, stay away from me. I don't want to talk to the fans. I'm not doing signings, anything like that. That's where I think stand-up is different, you know. When you go into a club and, and you do your set and then you talk to the fans. And that's what's fun about it, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I yeah, do I think mean, that if you yeah. get too big, you 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 almost develop like – a a way ridiculous ego that's well there's just... like a yeah there's like a vulnerability to like small club stand-up that you have and you have to be cool with that as a comedian yeah. like yeah. when you get to kevin's level and you're doing arenas like there's no vulnerability to that you can go out on stage do that show and never interact with a single fan like i mean my my vibe is like if i have a show i did a couple shows in uh, wilmington delaware at the end of uh, april beginning of may and you know they're like light turnouts i think we had like you know 30 people one show almost 40 another show the first night we did it was like the first night of the nfl draft there were fucking three people there but like <laughs> but my my vibe, is, my vibe is like uh hey listen i get paid the same no matter how many people are there so right but um but the thing is is uh, like i'll come off stage and just walk into the fucking audience and just sit down with people in the crowd and start talking to them. Because, yeah, that's how you develop jokes. Mind, that that three-person show uh, doesn't have to be a throwaway if there's interesting. If those three people are interesting, and mm -hmm. they might be they might be able to lend some insight into what I did, or I might find something out about them that leads me to writing a whole new bit or a whole yeah. new piece of material. They could be drunk and be like, you need to do a joke this way, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny how some comedians get mad at that. But yeah. I, I think it's great whenever you, you know, you're up on stage, you're trying something new, and you make a joke, and then you get off stage, and they're like, you know, I think you know, this could have been better, or this tagline could have been better. And you're just like, okay. But some some guys get mad at that. They're like, not. Don't tell me how to do my fucking yeah, jokes. Yeah, and listen, either, it's, it's stupid. It's like they're they're there to watch you, dude. Like, and listen, you let know, them have it. We all get terrible advice from people who aren't comedians. Of and course, you, you know right away. Like, this is a throwaway. You don't have to be a dick about it. 
But there is also sometimes where the like most of my funniest friends are not comics. And right. so I have friends I, that I, are not stand up comedians way. that are very fucking funny who will be like, hey, man, what if you said it this way? And they're usually right. So yeah. this idea that like people that aren't comedians don't know anything about comedy. I mean, that's not true at all. No, not at all. So there's, there's guys out there that study comedy. My, my, you know? the, if, if I took all if you told me of all your friends, pick the guy who you think would be the best stand up comedian. It's not somebody who's a stand-up comedian. My yeah. friend who would no, be I, the best stand-up comic I know is a fucking software guy in Montana. And he's yeah. the funniest fucking person I know. His writing is the best writing of it. He did stand-up one time, and the first and only time he ever did stand-up, he fucking murdered. You flamed yeah. and absolutely, him. Yeah, absolutely murdered. And everyone was like, dude, you got to do this. And he's like, ah, I don't want to do that. He's like, I make like 250 grand a year to fucking uh, to like yeah. be an IT guy. Like, why right, would I do right. this to myself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just all those, you know, guys it's, who get lost like, and stuff. But, it's like I mean, literally watching. It's like watching a, a, a young virile athletic black man with a 14 inch pipe be like i like dudes and you're like you're throwing it away wait you well, know that guy what's yeah i do yeah you know <laughs> what's his address where yeah. can you give me his dms when i was uh when i was working offshore i worked with this guy named mike and uh i remember asking this is way before i even started doing stand-up or whatever i've only do, been doing it for three years i started the podcast it's my main source whatever uh but i used to ask him all the time like why the fuck when you're on your two weeks off, you don't find a comedy club. Are you yawning on my podcast? Yeah, man. That's fucked. <laughs> we yeah, planned yeah. this for two days. You're fucking gay. <laughs> or your gay butt sex story uh, is not hitting. About, about what's the going, what's go Victor, what's going on with you? You got a towel now on your shoulder? This is, uh, this is my new Italian look, so it, it, everybody knows. You're not even Italian. With an Italian man, he throws his fucking towel over his shoulder like this. I do that all the time when I cook. Is it yeah. fucking amazing, right? And you have it here, you go like this. Yeah, you do that. You, yeah, yeah, around the brown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you drip over. I always very, like to put it down my neck, you know. It's a like very a, like tactical. A stuff it in there. It's a very tactical wardrobe choice. Listen, yeah. I, all my shirts would just be towels if that were an option. It's not about form. It's not <laughs> right. about form. It's about form. Yeah, can we bring back terry cloth shirts, man? My old yeah. man had some of those, and I was like, wait, the whole shirt's a towel. It's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Of, speaking of bringing back, so I to bring this all back when I was in my twenties. I'm very old. I'm like. Almost fiftieth life. No, yeah, that's like, not that's not very old. It's not important right now. You're still but, sending three grand to her. When I when, I, when I used to go out to clubs in Scranton, I had this great idea. I was trying to build this clothing line, and I called it Wife Beater. What you wear <laughs> when you swear, right? That was the entire thing. And I was pitching it, and we we're at a bar, we're having a blast, we're explaining it to dudes. That guys are high fiving me. He's like, "You gotta do this tomorrow." I'm like, "We're gonna have Timberlands. We're gonna have sexy girls that wear it on the things." And here's my commercial. The commercial opens up. It's a girl. She's yelling at her husband. She's in the wife beater. And all of a sudden, a glass hits her in the face. And he comes in the picture, and he looks wonderful, right, in this mm -hmm. wife beater. And that was going to be the commercial. Apparently, some women heard me at the bar telling this story, and I didn't get laid that night. And I know that's not cancel culture so much, but I feel like it's exactly like cancel culture. You know who you almost did get laid by? Go ahead, Sam. Phyllis. 
Well, Josh doesn't know Phyllis. Josh doesn't know. But we can explain. Yeah, but, but you, 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 really have, need, you have to explain. Do I need to know Phyllis to know Phyllis? Because right. Phyllis is a very specific kind of name. Well, <laughs> like, you can just say Phyllis, and I bet I'm probably pretty right with what I'm picturing in this guy right here. You remember yeah. Liberace and Johnny Carson? Hey, Lib, have you found the girl? I just haven't found the one I'm looking for yet. <laughs> Anyways, it was this uh, 85-year-old transgender lady that was at the bar in Atlantic City. Dude, and, drag uh, dude. it was a drag dude. The dra- uh, drag dude. So it was actually a dude, right? I don't know. I, anyways, I don't know. All I know is I went up to order a drink, and she kept asking to see my piece. And I was like, you want to see the piece? Like, uh, And she was like, I've seen everybody else's here. And I was like, who's did you see? Yeah, I know. I know. She was like, I was oh, like, who did you see? And she pointed right at you. Yeah. She well, pointed I mean, right at you. Or he, sorry. Whatever, Fuck. I don't care. Enjoy your life. I'm tired of getting confused about being politically correct. It's he or she. There's a man in women's Here's bathrooms at every rest stop. Here's there's the not a there's not a middle fun. bathroom. Sorry. Listen, Phyllis didn't give a fuck. Phyllis wanted to see your piece. Phyllis was awesome. You call him she, he, it, wit, whatever. She just wanted to see your piece. She just wanted to see it, and she was filling up on Stancil, uh, Mead. She Mead, showed her, she, Mead showed her his ball sack, and she literally got the check, ran home, and killed herself. It was so- <laughs> yeah, we, we did a show one time. It was like 2008. I think it was in Virginia Beach, and we were at, uh, we were at some fucking uh, honky-tonk-type place. Love and, those. Uh, and this lady came up, not to me, but to the dude I was performing with, a comic named Daryl Horner. And she's like, you ever had a Hummer from a Gummer? And she took her teeth out. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, uh, uh, I, I don't know her name, but I'm going to guess it was Phyllis. You know what I mean? <laughs> it like, could have been Phyllis. Who I'm knows? I guess it was Phyllis. And uh, <laughs> I, just, I started to laugh in the middle of that because I thought of that scene from the movie Ladies Man. Where he's like, and that's how that particular story ended. <laughs> that's him. That's so yeah, good. And that is how that particular story ended. <laughs> hey, hey, Josh, you know what's worse than getting a blowjob from a drag queen? What? Answer. Well, oh, come on. Too soon. I'd be, fi- I'd be fine with cancer. No, I would, no. I would be too. Like if I knew I had it and it wasn't like a bad case, like I'm pretty sure I have skin cancer on my back. Yeah, like, I love I, how everybody goes. It was a very, everybody said that about Norm. It was a very private uh, battle with cancer. Maybe even he didn't know. Maybe it was so private that he so like. If, listen, if I have cancer right now, I'm not gonna ever know because uh, yeah. I'm just not gonna go find out. Well, the thing is, too, Norm never went bald. So it's like, did he do chemo? Did he have to do, you know, any of the uh, the hospitalizations or anything? Like, what kind of cancer was it? They're yeah, just nobody, saying it's cancer. Nobody knows. I thought I had heard many years ago that he had a cancer scare. So I, yeah. everyone says nobody knew, uh, but I was is, like, I'm pretty sure he mentioned it. It was a hit and run. That, they never this, went away. this is one of my favorite jokes I've been seeing going around Twitter. Oh yeah, got, yeah, that's true. Norm got out of California yeah, just in time. Lucky, lucky man, I'll tell you, it's uh, it ain't looking good out here. That's yeah. That's what I thought was funny is uh, when when the whole cancel thing happened like two weeks ago, everybody was like, "Oh yeah, you're a real comedian. You got no dates on your calendar." I was like, uh, "Have I not made it clear several times that 
I'm not vaccinated and I'm not doing <laughs> shows at clubs that require vaccination, which in now, California is all of them. Right, right. So, so it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's definitely that. So let me ask you this. What what is it going to take for you to get vaccinated? Because I'm not vaccinated either. And I'll tell you I'll tell you what it'll take for me to get vaccinated. But you go um, first. I mean, I don't know. Being loaded into a bus at gunpoint, probably. That'll probably be the point where I just go, all right, go ahead. But would you continue to live if you got loaded into a bus at gunpoint? I think I'd rather stick the end of a nine barrel in my fucking mouth and just blow my head off yeah, before, I, be before I got thrown into a bus in the United States of America. Yeah, yeah, because because uh, if they're going to go to that length of... Uh, you you know it's going to get further. Yeah, they're going to at least rape the fuck out of you. Before right, yeah, I don't want to cock on my ass. I'd rather just blow my brains out. I'm not yeah. getting vaccinated. But here's the, here's the fucked up part. I've been, I've been, you know, I may have mentioned this already on the show, but I've been searching for apartments here in Connecticut, and half of the ads say you have to be vaccinated to live in this apartment complex. And I'm like... What the fuck? Yeah, that, that's happening up here, man. I'm trying to find a fucking place to live, and it's it's hard because they want you to get the jab, as they say. Fuck your jab and fuck all you know, the bullshit. I'm this not. Is the thing, uh, it's this so is the silly. Thing that, this is what drives me nuts. Is like, dude, never in the history of our civilization that any of us have been alive has the government ever cared so much about something like this to the point where they're mandating it. That yeah. should scare the fuck out of everybody. Exactly. Like, the fact that there's a mandate should scare everyone. A, yeah, that there's a mandate and such a severe mandate. It's like, what are they not telling us? You know right. what I mean? Like, they, they didn't even freak out like this with HIV. It should be a mandate on Asian drivers. Did you? Oh, they're not. <laughs> did, you, did you see the uh, uh, Alex Jones uh, clip uh, on September 11th from uh, 2001 in July? Yes, I did. That fucked me up, man. He spelled well, yep. out. He, he predicted exactly what was going to happen. Plane explosions, the whole fucking thing, and then how the government's going to go into a place that has nothing to do with anything, right? Yeah. And he was basically saying it was globalist, which is the problem. He used the wrong words. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Alex Jones does say a lot of dumb stuff, but it's crazy how right he is. He's, more than more than sixty five percent of the time, yeah. the crazy shit he's saying, where people's like, ah, I can't believe he said that. Oh my god, it's well, fucking like, Alex Jones, and then it ends up becoming me. correct. This is what's wild to me is people think like people watch Alex Jones and they go like, oh, he's fucking crazy. Is no. that any more crazy than like the fucking media coming out in the Lord middle of the right. day on Tuesday and saying? Uh, fact checkers have found there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud in the California recall. And you're going, what the fuck are you talking about? It's 11 o'clock in the morning. The fucking thing isn't even started yet. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. How long, how long did it take for, so for, for, them, for them to do the presidential count? And then, yeah, and then, it's like oh my when, God. when the media is telling you that there's no fucking fraud in the middle Before. of something that isn't even done yeah. yet, yeah. it's like you think that's less crazy than Alex Jones telling you that uh, 9-11 was a false flag. Like, and, and, I'm and, sorry, but I see them as exactly the same. Exactly. I look at them both and I go, that's fucking crazy. Exactly. Yeah, somebody should look like, into I, it. I, I was, I'm friends with... Somebody uh, should look into it, but who's going to look into it? Who's right. the somebody in the in the state of California? Here's, here's, we we, we know our Sam current Tri administration my, doesn't give a fuck. My boy <laughs> Sam Tripoli in the Tinfoil Hat Podcast. Shout out. Right. They True. Look shout out, shout out, Sam. Yeah, but I, but listen, I have I, I, I we all have friends. I have friends in production, and some of them are contractors. Some of them are full time at Paramount, whatever. And it 
never fucking ceases to amaze me where like I don't even think they believe the rhetoric, but the moment I, I, I like, so I was a biochemist in my past life. Right. And, and I just, I was like out the jump. I'm like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. There's not enough data. And I, and I always use like the polio example to be like science was properly collected. They tested it thoroughly. They, they killed something like 400 monkeys. Uh, it, I know it sounds crazy, but they basically, they what went, it happened, the Congo, Brooklyn, but the important thing is <laughs> they killed about four hundred. Uh, when you're done that story, I'll tell you guys, you when you say Congo, that made me laugh because I thought of uh, the one joke that nobody's ever bitched about is the worst joke that was ever in my notebook. And I'll uh-huh. tell you guys that joke after Victor finishes but, what he but said. Yeah, so, right, right. But at, at, at the end of the day, it really, it, what it came down to is they, the vaccine was truly 99% effective, which at this point, the, the vaccine from last year isn't effective anymore. And it's too much science for anybody to give a fuck. But um, it was effective back then, but they implemented it wrong. That's a whole different story. And then, um, and, and, and that's okay. Go fuck yourself. I hate your face. I'm going to poke your fucking eyeballs out and just dick through your mouth. Is that what you want? Oh, yeah, yeah, I might like that. That's why there's a hole here. Forget it. Forget it. I'm sorry. Hey, my, my story's told. It's done. Josh, please tell me your joke. <laughs> oh, no, no, just maybe th- I, I wrote this was kind of again, like we all write jokes, I think, at different points in our career where we um, like when you write it, you go, oh, this is more like an Atel joke or this is like a norm joke because right. the way it sounds in my head when I say it. That's and, the way I do. Every time I write a joke, I, I, that's the way I think about it. I'm like, and then this eventually like, you have to, yeah. and then eventually you have to find a way to like bring it into your own voice and your own style. Right. Or whatever. I, I haven't got, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still too new. But one of the things like, uh, way back in the day on Twitter is like me and comics would share, like we would go through these things of like, what's the worst joke in your notebook or what's the worst joke you've ever heard oh, great. Um, yeah. in at a, at a mic or something. And the funny thing is, is now people will go back and like pull those jokes, but they'll Photoshop them to make them look like they're not part of a thread that they're just like statements. One text segment. Of yeah, exactly. And so like, uh, but I will never forget, like we did a thread and I don't think anybody's ever shared this one or caught this one. But uh, that we had a thread of comics like, what's the worst fucking joke in your notebook? And mine was uh, I was watching a documentary about AIDS the other night, and I learned something that I never knew before. I found out that uh, a- AIDS originally came from monkeys. And I also found out they get really mad when you call them that, uh, <laughs> which is the fucking Wonderful. most... Most savage, horrendous joke I've that's ever how, thought that, of. That's how you ended it? That they also get mad when, when you call really them that? They get mad when you call them that. <laughs> uh, which is like, and it's like, again, it's uh, it's just, it was just such a fucked up fleeting thought. And it's not something I've ever like put on stage or whatever. But yeah. I put it on Twitter in that thread and no one has ever been like, oh my God, look at this one. I was like, come on, man. That's the worst I mean, because like, it doesn't come off as that savage. But when you think about it, which these people who respond to you on Twitter don't fucking think, and they just immediately start like, replying feel, with their own like, thoughts. You know, well, if they were to sit down for a minute and just think about it, they'd be like, holy shit. That's a good joke. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, if, if you work that on stage, that's fucking hilarious. Well, so much of what I try to mine in terms of comedy is I try to make it to where I actually don't say the offensive thing. The audience just knows the offensive thing. Right. Right. Because then I get to blame them for what's offensive about the joke. And so right. uh, I really like like I have a joke where I'm like, dude, I'm lazy. If it were legal, I would totally have slaves. And the audience would get really <laughs> tight. 
And then I just go, I just want to point out to you, I didn't say what color they'd be. You guys just guessed. Yeah. And that's why that joke is offensive to you. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's something funny about, you know, telling a joke and, and, and building it up to where the audience is already getting pissed off before the tagline. Mm-hmm. And then, like, having that quick pause because you could tell, like, the crowd's mad. And then just firing off. And they're just like, oh. And then just they just start laughing, you know, because they think you're going in a different a dark direction. You know, yeah, Kevin, or, Kevin made that point on his last podcast, which is great. Yeah, I like to try to. The other thing I like to do is trick them into agreeing with me and then reveal what I'm actually saying. And yeah, that's, that's good. a real yeah, fun yeah. one. Like, I, I haven't gotten good at that. I've been trying. I've been doing some writing lately, but yeah, so yeah like that's I have this, fucking awesome. I have this new chunk I'm writing and, and I put I made a lot of headway in it last night, actually, because it was. <clears throat> it was a piece I was working on about abortion before this whole shitstorm started. And then after the shitstorm started, I was like, I got to go back to this bit and get it to work right. because people are going to expect me to talk about this now on stage. And I, uh, it's a bit where I basically walk the audience down all of these things that I hate about, um, like kill shelters. So basically I'm talking about all the things everyone agrees with are bad about how animals are treated. And yeah. at the end of the bit, I reveal that I'm talking about abortion clinics and <laughs> kill shelters, which is amazing because in a fucked up way, especially like in California and New York, everyone, I know exactly is, on where you're going with this everyone is on board when yep. they think you're talking about animals. And then when uh-huh. you tell them you're talking about babies, they're like, oh, no, no, I don't agree with that. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that's the fucking problem, <laughs> jerk off. You shouldn't, you shouldn't care more about animals. But oh, I'm the animal, fuck. right? God. So, you know, that, so that's and, and that's kind of like the, the, the lane I try to stay in when it comes to writing is I try to walk them down a plank and they don't realize until they agree with me what I'm saying is fucked up. That's what's so much fun about comedy, man. That's you don't way, know what's going to happen. It's yeah, yeah it, it makes it fun because when you're on stage like, you know, Mohegan's probably the biggest venue I've done. Uh, I haven't really gotten out there as a stand up comic. That's my side name besides Ski Mask. Uh, who's under the mask? But do you uh, perform in the mask? No, I don't. But the the, the reason I feel like why I'm talking to machine from Eight Millimeter, big fan. Yeah, were. Saturday Night, uh, right? You remember that guy, the comic? It's a movie. I'm old. Forget it. <laughs> there was the re- a comic who performed in a paper bag back in the day. His name was Saturday Night. Was his name? Did he do good? Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. Wow, I've never watched him. The reason I, the yeah, reason I don't perform in the mask right? is uh, yeah. is because of the facial thing you know He's like when you make when you're making a joke they have to kind of see your expression and i don't feel like people pick up on the expression in the mask yeah. the whole point of the mask is so i can be a fucking asshole well, which is what i normally me, am on the show yeah people have told me like well so much of what you get away with on stage you get away with because you have a big dumb silly face and that doesn't help you on twitter and i go yeah but fuck them if they need that to like get maybe it's okay that they don't get that on twitter right like yeah yeah it's maybe twitter twi- yeah, maybe I really just want the people that are smart enough that are like, oh, I appreciate that joke. Let me go check this guy out. Dude, I mean, some of the best times I've had in my life is laying in bed at 3 o'clock in the morning and firing off a tweet that is making me die laughing just to myself. And I might get one or two likes. Of course, yeah. You know, but but I'm sitting there in bed just crying. Lines. I'm about to roll off the bed laughing because it's so fucking funny. To you, yeah, and th- and that's the thing is like people don't realize like the 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 chronology of being a comedian, right? 
Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan said this on his 2006 special or whatever. Uh, Joe Rogan <laughs> Live. It's like on his DVD. But there was like a, a behind the scenes around it. And he was like, you go through a phase as a comedian. Like, the first thing you do as a comedian is you're just trying to get other people to laugh. All right. right. And then so that's your first thing is you're just trying to figure out how to make other people laugh. You just don't want silence. Yeah. And then you get to this level of like now you're trying to take the things that make you laugh specifically and say them in a way that get other people to enjoy them as well. Right. And Damn, the, I've never heard, I've never heard that before, but that, that's the third, actually very smart. Yeah. And then the third rung of the ladder is you're doing that and you're layering in a, a wider point of view. So it's not just this is what makes me laugh and now I'm making you laugh. But I'm also getting you to sort of agree or see the world the way that I do in a greater scope than what the joke itself is. That's, yeah. Right. And that's when you get to like the Chappelle level or the Carlin level. Or that's the, what I was going to say. And listen, you could be a very successful comedian without ever getting to that level, right? So well, yeah, but that's that. that uh, so on that note, I, there's a reason why Carlin, Chappelle, all those guys. Like I, I think Chappelle could probably you know be a difference, but most of these guys, when you ask them when they're coming out with their first special, you you know you say, "How long have you been in the game?" And right. they go, you know, 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah. You know, so I mean, no, you know, you have to know your limits, and most of the comics do because you're very intimidated, especially when you walk into a club and you see some of these guys just murdering. You're like, "That's not me. Why would I do a special or an hour right now?" Or thirty or thirty minute special, it's just not the so the whole I don't know the whole game is fucking changed with the whole Netflix thing, and and everything else you know there's no no such so thing like, as selling your CDs anymore or or HBO dude I did specials. A, I did an hour special a year into being a comedian and it was the worst fucking mistake I it? ever could did have you made. Tape it e- e- yeah, email I that to me. Not only I want to see it. it. Not only did I tape it, but I'll, dude, I'll ski. I'll mail you because I still have physical copies. It's, it's a double. It's a double disc. I thought I was fucking Dane like, Cook I'm or some shit. Right. Here we go. No, what happened was I Buckle won a up, com- everybody. I won a comedy contest. Uh, that that the prize was that they would film a special for you and help you make a CD. So that's, I that's won not, that. That's not that bad though. Yeah, but. and but then I did, but then I did it right away instead oh, of being my God. like, let okay. me wait a year or two and get yeah. really good at this. I was like, I got an hour. Let's go. <laughs> and go. it's dude, it's so fun. I'm dressed like a fucking dildo. I mean, it's it's in a fucking bar. Did you did you study anyone else's material? No, no, not at all. I mean, I can do a bit about masturbation for 15 minutes. Let's dude, roll. But you know what's funny is like I go back and there some of those bits have potential. Like I had a yeah. bit about um I had a bit about Michael Vick and I said uh, everyone's mad about him fighting dogs, but like every race has different sort of, uh, you know, animal competitions based off of wealth and social class. Like, Latino people don't have a lot of money. They take two chickens, they put them in a ring, and they fight, and and they have cockfighting. Black people have a little bit more money. They'll take two dogs, they'll put them in a ring, they let them fight, and that's their entertainment. White people have all the money. We take blacks and Mexicans, we put them in a ring, we make them fight, and that's our entertainment. <laughs> so it's like I had I had some like good premises it's good. that were just it's completely good. undeveloped. But, that's, but, but, that's your kill in the room. That's your you're, 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 you just brought up another uh, point that I wanted to make. I was thinking about the other day. Here's something that's that good. annoys me about comedy specials is that uh, there's no year stamps on them anymore. So I hate 
I hate to hear a joke about like a common source. Like when you look, go back and look at Norm, he was making those jokes about OJ and you know, right after it happened and then it was over. Yeah. But it, it nowadays if you put out a comedy special and you hear a joke like that, like about Michael Vick, some eighteen year old kid might be watching it and be like, What the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, so, you could never put that yeah. And I don't like I don't like there's something that bothers me about when comedians do that. And, and you know about certain events and they oh, add it into the special it's hilarious trust yeah. me that that's a funny fucking joke to do on stage at the time but if you put it on a comedy special i mean people are going to be watching that shit for years well the best advice i got about like where to write from uh and i, I don't remember where it came from uh but there was a, some established comic i was talking to in a green room of the store one time was like if you just uh, write a, from your own perspective, things that happen to you, your life, the way you see the world or the way you interact with it around you. It might have been Segura who said this, but it's like, as long as you're coming at things from your voice and your lens, you'll probably steer pretty clear of like doing other people's material. Where you tend to get into trouble a little bit is like um, when you start to get topical. And, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's like, and it's like Nor Norton talked about this once, where he's like, you know, I do some topical shit, so he's like, I don't bring comics on the road that do topical stuff with me because I don't want us to be like stepping on each other's material. So Norton will notoriously bring like women who mostly talk about shit he doesn't talk about, just to mm -hmm. make sure that there's not redundancy between the two acts. Right. Yes, I've heard about that. I've heard comics doing that before. They'll bring other comics. That's why Louis loves to bring Kevin Brennan on the road all the time, because Kevin will talk asshole. about different jokes. He's an asshole. He's gonna win. Yeah. And it's funny, like there's, uh, you know, obviously when you get canceled, like I do, fucking trolls come out of the woodwork, and there's people like circulating a bit that I that someone recorded without me knowing. At a show, they're 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 showing me. Aren't they supposed about, to take the fucking phones? Yeah, well, this was like a private conservative event, so they're not really oh, okay. They're not they're not like a comedy club, so they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like in a hotel banquet room, but anyway, um, they 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 shared like a segment of the joke, uh, where they're talk where I'm talking about uh, going back in time to kill Hitler, which everyone always talks about, and that's just the setup. But I actually talk about uh, somebody else that I like. There's other people I would kill that is that aren't Hitler, and people that I think are worse for the world than Hitler, and it's like this whole other fucking bit. But the premise is kind of similar. Um, and then somebody like found a clip of Norm like talking about the premise, of, like what if you went back to kill Hitler and you fell in love with his eyes or something like that. But it's like it's amazing to me how much people will try to just because you're you're talking about the same subject now everybody yeah. thinks that's like a mencia thing where it's like no i'm not doing a fucking bit somebody else did word for word right we're right. both talking about a common premise which comes up every time people talk about time travel which is going back to kill hitler and yeah. my thing is like first of all if you follow the bill and ted rules uh, if we would have ever gone back and killed Hitler, we would just never know who Hitler is because everything that's changed exactly be changed. Yes, you know what's worse than falling in love I with I bet Hitler? it's cancer, Victor. It's cancer. <laughs> Josh murders it. All right, boys. It's uh, what we at? Fifty-eight minutes. We'll do another couple ten. Uh, let's get us some funny stuff. Let's let's have a little bit of fun here. Uh, Victor, first three way you ever had go. Best? Can I do best three way? Because the first one I I, I couldn't get it up. 
Um, Kansas City. Kansas City, I uh, went to some jazz bar. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old man, and I fancy myself to be classy. Right? And you played a rusty trombone? Uh, nope. Uh, nope, 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 boy, no I'm glad. Boy, I'm glad Victor got this one because uh, you guys are going to be disappointed to know that this this is my first three way. <laughs> Wait, who's coming? Who's coming? Yeah. Oh, are, are, are we? Are you guys all not coming? I've been coming this entire time. Well, I thought when really? I, got, I, haven't, I haven't been able to find a sock anywhere. It's a slow burn for me. I like to go. I just like to ooze it out over the period of several hours. Really? So, Damn, that's hot. So, hot. so check out this potentially gay story. Um, <laughs> you mean you mean hear this? <laughs> so I, I'm I'm in this fucking beautiful. We uh, my boy and I were going to see. We were going to Arrowhead Stadium the next day. We got in on the weekend. It was a Raiders game, so it was fucking bananas. But we ended up. Uh, we went to how much game. money? How much money did you have on the game? Uh, I, that's the thing. I didn't start gambling until my thirties, and I couldn't drink anymore. You have no idea how right. how I entered right. myself into this fucking stupid world. You didn't tell uh, me this time. Last time we were doing coke together, you didn't tell me this. Well, it was on your cock. I didn't want to really interrupt. The situation. <laughs> but the so we're. I'm at this fucking jazz club by myself. I'm getting real banged up because. By I'm the way, start- Ski, that chest tattoo is an I do coke. What a tattoo. Fact. dude! Sure. I got no. I got this tattoo when I was 15. I was. I took two Xanax bars, and I went to. Uh, yeah, I I was working at Burger King at the time, and the guy <laughs> and the guy that worked there was like, I know a tattoo artist, and I was like, cool. Of and course so was, he does. Right. And I, be- so and I, I bet woke up. Ta- and I bet it wasn't in a shop either, was it? <laughs> oh, fuck no, dude. It was, right. it was in the back of a bowling alley. <laughs> so so I, I wake up the next morning at my mom's house, you know, and I had to go to fucking school. And I saw this in the mirror, and I was like, I, I went up to my stepdad. I was like, yo, um, is this imprinted? And he was like, yeah, that's a tattoo. Your stepdad. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, so first tattoo, fifteen years old, Xanax bars. Anyways, go ahead, Victor. Kansas That's City Jazz Club, drinking, music's great, doesn't matter. It was like the shishi foo place. My buddy get gets out of there. He's like, This stuff is gay, I'm out. Uh, I go to the bar, I start getting fucked up. This guy starts talking to me, he's like, Hey, uh you love you like jazz? I'm like, ah, oh, this is great. It's Charlie Parker, whatever, blah 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 blah. And he's like, I got some original Miles Davis in my house if you want to come back to me, right? And and I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm like, listen, Josh, I'm gonna pull back the current really quick. I'm pretty straight. Um, and anyway, pretty so straight. Pretty, all right. No, let's... Ju- no judgment for me, bro. Listen, I, I I pray every I pray every night I go to bed that I wake up gay. I like looking day, at so. a big piece, yeah. wherever. Pretty straight. Yeah, listen, uh, if you're so homophobic, you can't appreciate a sweet dick. I don't want to I mean, seriously, everybody watches porn. We've all seen one that's taken our breath away, right, fellas? Oh, my God. Do, do we not watch porn with big dicks? You I have to. It. That's my favorite fucking uh, who's the drinking guy bit. Uh, oh, my God. Um, fuck it. Anyway, so I'm at Kansas City. I'm doing that. This fucking weird gay guy is trying to get me back to his house and listen to phono records and fuck me in the ass. And, and this <laughs> tiny girl comes up out of nowhere and she goes, when are you coming back to our table? And I'm like, well, right now, what is, what else does everybody want? Cause like, I was just trying to fucking play along with the situation. She gave me a drink order. I right. bought like, four fucking drinks. It cost me a shit ton of money, whatever. I didn't care. I was getting away from the weird guy that was trying to put his dick in That's my just ass. money you couldn't put in the machine. Yeah. I sat down. We had conversations. They 
brought me to a real fucking jazz club, which was in the hood that I thought I would die. But it was cool. It was a townhouse. You do a little donation. You throw like please tell me, please tell me, got fucked by like a trombone. Here's the deal. So this cute little shorty brings me outside, and we're sitting down, we're having a conversation, and we start making out. And this her tall blonde friend, I thought, came outside, and she goes, "Oh fuck!" And I'm like, "That's just your friend, whatever." And this girl is all up in her grill and, and, and giving her a thing. They start making out. I'm like, oh, we got a situation. So this is 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. We go to a Denny's-type diner or whatever we're eating. And, and the, the blonde who's in charge goes, You're talking right. to the owner right here. He owns Denny's. <laughs> right. Sir, can would you mind if I bring my lady in here for a conversation? Um, but we ended up – so the, the blonde goes – Listen, are you going to be able to get it up? I go, well, what are you talking about? She goes, if we bring you back to our place, you're going to be able to get it up. I'm like, yeah, probably. I don't know. It's fucking three. I can barely fucking stand. We get back to the place, and they put on jazz music. They start doing some stuff. They start making we, out. We get it with the jazz. We get it with jazz. Yeah, Jesus, fuck. If you, if, you, if you say jazz music one more fucking, fucking time, I'm out. fucking hanging up on you, bro. Fuck you, you fucking cocksucker. Dude, I will fight you. I will fight you at the next secret show, Victor. Listen, you may or may not have covered this, but what kind of music was uh, surrounding the evening? Charlie Parker, jazz, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I wish I had my fucking trombone. I've yeah. never yeah, watched you... three people fucking been like, I wonder what they're listening to. This jazz. is the most irrelevant part of the story. Oh, yeah, like, I think they'd be listening to hardcore rap. Popular. This is this is fucking uh, uh, early odds. I'll anyway, I tell you what, they definitely weren't listening to is this story because it would have tried all the <laughs> pussy in the room. <laughs> God, Victor, you're so much more on fire when you're at the casino. Now that you're at your house, it's listen to fun. me. Listen to me. So we start making out. I didn't have uh-huh. condoms, and they said, "Oh, that sucks." Yeah, we're not gonna fuck you, right? And I said, "Well, let me go get condoms." So, like, good luck. It's five o'clock in the morning. And, can't and you sit. left, you left them in your apartment, and your shit got stolen. No, I, my see this I wish fingers up there. But listen, said, I run no out condoms, of and you said one minute. I fucking ran out to the street. I found a cab. I'm like, here's six, seven, eight, and then they were just. As I'm running out the street. And I, I got, listen, I got, I drank four Red Bulls because I was fucking smashed and I didn't know if I'd be able to get a hard on and I didn't have Viagra back then. What do you think caffeine's going to do a better job of getting you Before hard? Technology, asshole. I know they didn't have Viagra back then. I caught the jazz part. Yeah. <laughs> I caught the rusty trombone part, brother. I'm surprised those coloreds let you into their establishment. Anyway, go on. Hey, look at us, eh? Um, and anyway, I walked back. I got back to the place and they pretended to be asleep and I went, fuck. And they said, well, we're just kidding. Come on, let's have sex. Now this is turning into a rape show. I love that. I I love that you took the Cosby line of like, in my defense, I believe they were pretending to be asleep. I don't believe they were actually asleep. Just for the record. They were asleep waiting for me to have sex with them. (laughs) I would love to see that Cosby clip in the courtroom where they're like, and I was asleep. And he's like, you were fucking pretending to be asleep, you lying (laughs) bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Go put it in. In my defense, your in my defense, your honor, I think she was pretending to be asleep. I put her in. Oh my god! Oh man! All right, let's get on to Josh. We'll uh, we'll we'll end with him. Uh, Threesome story. I don't have. I really don't have one. I wish I really. 
That's my, yeah, that's why I I think my only good three. There's any, there's any fellas there. out there who, uh, no, no I, I really <laughs> I have a conversation. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm I take up a lot of the fucking bed to begin with, man. So <laughs> no, I haven't. No, 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 uh, no, man. Any, I'm, I, Josh, pretty... any, uh, you knock down any special celebrities in your lifetime? How about that? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's good, that's no, good. I got. You no, know, I got. I got really close with this like small time actress uh, that was like big in the early two thousands. I was like chatting back and forth. How big was she? Two hundred twenty, two hundred forty pounds. <laughs> no, Hart. No, she was, Joan Hart. Listen, Joan Hart. Do it. She was petite, but she had, she had seen me at the Improv. Uh, when, like right after I moved to L.A., I did the Hollywood Improv, and uh, she was there with uh, another dude, and like came up to me afterwards and was like, "Like you're really funny. Like we should hang out sometime." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, like you were in a, you were in like two of my recently watched horror movies, um, and she was like, yeah, like, and I was like, but you're here with that guy, and she was like, fuck that guy, and I was like, oh, okay, um, and then you know, and then she ended up like uh, going to, uh, like going to film a movie somewhere on the other side of the country, and then I just sort of like lost touch with her, and you know, and I, I started dating somebody shortly after that, and, and never really made it happen. But how uh, short was she? How short was she? She, she was. Uh, she she's like a low five foot, like five three, five four, something in there. Yeah. So no, not Nev Campbell. That would have been hot. Somebody said Nev Campbell <laughs> in the chat. That would have been. Oh, we're gonna. <laughs> I said early two thousands, not ninety four. You fucking wild man. Uh, no, right. she was in. Uh, you know, I don't want to get fucking. Uh, I don't want to people people who don't like me jumping in her mentions. But she was in a couple of like. She it's was in a happen. couple of horror movies uh, in the early 2000s. Yeah. And, um, yeah, very, very pretty. Nice. But, no, I, I didn't steal the deal. I've never – no, nobody famous. Um, yeah, and no three ways, dude. Like, pretty – pretty. I'm pretty vanilla in my taste, though. Like, I'm not really into some into really crazy I didn't shit. like the three-way, dude. It was too much work. It was too much work. I, I, I haven't done any, uh, any, any famous people, but I did tr- – Almost getting a three way one me. time. You fucked me, dude. You fucked me. Uh, yeah, I did not. Shut the fuck up. Do not start rumors on Twitter. I'm not gay. So in high school, uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely been hit on by f- famous gay men. Uh, so that was that's definitely oh. more close than I've ever gotten for sure. You're getting hit on by Victor Marsa right now. He's a famous I'm, gay man. I'm I'm collective. Hey, you want to hear a funny story? When we end up back at your place with my dick in your ass, I got it. This guy gets the best suites, like at any ho- like any hotel, the casino you could imagine. It's it's Gosh, basically a fucking house. Say, it's a house. But uh, no, I'll, I'll tell my theory story. I don't think I've ever told it on this podcast, but uh, on my podcast, whatever. Uh, uh, somebody in the chat said Andy Dick. I don't think there's any comedian in L.A. who hasn't been hit on by Andy Dick, yeah, male or female. He's a creep. Oh, I love Lizzie McGuire. Whoever said that. Yeah, okay. Zach Varing. No, that would have been Lizzie McGuire. Would have been good, good friend of mine, Zach Varing. I haven't seen him in many, many years. I no, Lizzie McGuire. Lives. I think he lives in good. Baltimore. Zach, Lizzie, where do you Lizzie, live Lizzie, now? If, if Lizzie McGuire, uh, aka, by the way, did you speaking of this? I do want to point this out. Somebody said Lizzie McGuire. What's the name of the actress who plays her? By the way, uh, um, uh, that's uh, that's one of the fucking Texas chick. She's a Texas chick. No, it starts uh, with the H, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I drawing a fucking blank? Hillary Duff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a picture of her. Listen, there was a picture of her the tabloid shared the other day where she was like walking out of a place with a Glock box, and I was like, "This bitch has never been hotter." 
Like, literally, she had like her baby in one hand and a fucking gun case in the other. And I was just like, I must be turning 40 because this is arousing. I'm in. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, no. Well, me oh uh, yeah. So um so I went snow skiing uh in the eleventh grade with my family, whatever. Are you talking about cocaine? No, 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 no. I actually went snow skiing in New Mexico and which was twelve hours from where I live. So on the way back, uh I had slept most of the way. And then when I got home, I got invited to this party because when I was in high school, I had a fake ID. So I provided everybody with the alcohol. So I got invited to this big time party, like with these two really preppy chicks, uh, Amy and Amber. I won't say their last names. Amy and Lo, Amber Bennett. I'll say it. I don't give a fuck. And then, um, so we proceeded to start playing some beer pong after I got the alcohol there and all that shit. And they invite me into the bed with them. And I fell asleep in between them. And pissed myself to sleep <laughs> all over the place. You know, so, so I was this I was this close to having a great threesome, but it never happened. Yeah, I, I I was very close one night after a show in Orange County, and I like when I lived in uh, Long Beach when I first moved here, I had a hot tub at my place, which was cool because then it ended up being like the after party spot for all of the. Uh, for like after every show we did in Orange County or Long Beach area, and I had a buddy who used to run a room in uh, uh, what is that fucking town? It's not Anaheim. It's like a big college town, Fullerton. He used Fullerton. to run a, a run a, a Wednesday night in Fullerton at this place called Church Lounge, and that was like my regular weekly spot. Like I would hang out there. I'd go up there all the time. But the fucking this dude Walter would always have the finest fucking Mexican chicks at his shows. Really? And every fucking week we'd be trying to bring them back. If you the know crib. the ski mask, you know ski mask loves Hispanics. I yeah. love them. And, uh, and there was one night where uh, this one Mexican chick came back and she brought a redhead with her. Uh, and they were both like, they were, everyone else like pieced off and they were both in the hot tub with me. And then the redheaded girl was like, well, I would do it, but you look like you're my brother. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, let's work with that. Yeah, aren't you Aren't you into that? <laughs> I was like, like isn't that have, you heard, yeah. have you heard of the new porn that's yeah. out? And I was, yeah, I was Everybody's like, fucking their brother, according to Pornhub. Like, yeah. I, I was trying to like, yes, and I was like, and then also what else? <laughs> Am I doing right? Yeah, and then they just they just both passed out drunk on our couch and, and good night. And then the, the hot tub was just me and the fucking DJ from the club being like, "You want to go Tommy Burger?" <laughs> <laughs> most of my most of my possible uh, getting laid stories in my twenties just resulted in getting fucking fast food. Afterwards. I mean, dude, I yeah, exactly. I'm still in my twenties. I'm you know I'm 26. Bragging. And uh, no, I'm not bragging, motherfucker. You gambling Bang. bastard. One day, uh, one time, uh, like I've never uh, left a gangbang to go get food, but if you ever knew somebody who did, it would probably be me. Wait, I had <laughs> listen to this. Did you guys have any friends that, like, when you would go to like a party, like a kid party, like 18 years old, and we'd be 18 as well? So I'm not fucking kids, but your friends like pass out in the room, and then you would have there's only one room to hook up in, right? So person's passed out in the bed or on the floor, wherever they are. Twin bed or you whatever. Got, you got I don't two? Fucking know. Call it a king bed just to make it a little bit less creepy. And it's because it's gonna get that makes it more creepy. Stop. And you put the girl down on the bed. You start, you know, you, you choke her out so she passes out. And then you and then you start making out with her and have your way with her. But 
all of a sudden you feel another hand on the girl's ass. Wait, what do you mean? You would even choke her out, make her pass out, and then have your way with her. What do you mean by that? How you guys woke up with girls? <laughs> okay. All right. I think we're done with this one tonight. I think we know what the. F- I think we know. What the I think we know where Victor's. Uh, yeah, I think Jesus. we know. I think we know where Victor gets all his money. He just takes it out of the bitch's wallet after he kills him, and uh, goes straight to the uh, slot machine. Yeah, I Looks feel like the, the wrong time. guy's wearing the ski mask for this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I, like when you were kids, like, and we would always have a friend that was there, and you know, listen, who's I, we? You got a mouse in your pocket? Listen, you love this fucking thing. I don't know. The royal we, man. Him and the other rapists. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Like, you know, and and just, it's a small house. You do whatever you got, and everybody's hooking up next to each other. But the kid that was passed out would wake up sometimes and start grabbing the girl's ass. Now, I was never cool with that. But my friends, sometimes it would end up into like a threesome, like a weird devil's threesome. Yeah, isn't it weird how I mean? Let's be real. A lot of a lot of threesomes are like one of those dudes probably wasn't all the way invited. Dude, I, I, I'll, I'll say I'll say something right now. I'll say something right now. Like there are a lot of threesomes that were probably dude, like at least a third rape. You know, what I, I mean? was like I wouldn't necessarily call it even that. Like I'm going on to a, like a different point. I had a friend of mine. Uh, we decided it'd be a good idea to go do a threesome one night, and he couldn't get hard, but. For certain uh, certain circumstances, he could not leave the room, so he had to sit in the corner and watch me do my business. This is some weird shit you're doing right now. So it turned into cuck porn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was cops outside. But it's cuck porn, basically. The guy had to watch you fuck this bitch, or do yeah. whatever you're into. I support your lifestyle. Yeah, no, it was a check. Okay, she, was smoking, she was smoking meth, too. Which you know, you know, girls to I mean, me. you didn't have to tell her she was doing meth, man. I could put it down. <laughs> Any girl who's getting fucking dicked down by yeah, a guy in a ski <laughs> mask while another guy watches is definitely on something. Yeah, I was in the mask. You know, I was, I was there, ready to go. You know, we're rocking and rolling. Uh, Victor, what, are you still doing your podcast? What's going on with that? I'm on hiatus, get... man. I'm on hiatus. I haven't, I haven't written in a long time, so I haven't done anything. I'm trying to make something else Well, I'm super, I'm super glad you were able to join tonight as my two co-hosts or at uh, some fucking concert well, or whatever. They're assholes. They're assholes. They always well, have one, one will text me back. One really loves me, and uh, I won't explain which ones those are. Um, so I, I'm going to get to the bottom of that. You know, I got to figure it out. We're going to finger bang him. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Josh Denny, I feel like you're going to become a regular on the show. I feel like uh, me and you connect a lot uh, yeah, with our, you know, uh, the way we think about things. And Sorry, I'm a little drunk right now. No, it's no. Another I, show. I always appreciate the invite. You guys are always fun. You know, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah, podcasting is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a bunch of dudes who get sitting there. Like, in this time where we where a lot of us can't travel or perform or even like when your friends are on other sides of the country, it's like this. This is like the ability to make the green room happen from anywhere. That's right. Right, dude. Right, man. And uh, hopefully one day I'll get to meet you. You'll get to come up and maybe we'll get you on a secret show. That'd be yeah, fucking I'd awesome. Love, I'd love to come out and do that. I've, I've definitely got to figure out a time. I'm, I'm I, and I've got a, I've got. You know, it's so funny. I've had a lot of people message me like we want to bring you out here and do a show. We want to bring you to like florida we want to bring you to nashville we want to do a thing in new mexico like i've had a lot of you people got all like, those places dude you do amazing all those places. yeah want like want to do shows and set it up it's just a matter of like getting everything worked out and figuring it all figuring right out all the details and stuff but you know and it's like 
fucking travel is expensive now. So it's just you it's know, fucking it's, ridiculous. It's because the gas is going up. Everything's going up. I I, I quit yeah. smoking cigarettes. You, uh, as you guys know, I have, I don't sm- I used to smoke cigarettes on the show. I don't do it anymore. No, I know. Too expensive, I, man. I quit having sex with Cubans. Really? That got expensive. No, guys. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. I gotta eat dinner, man. I have not eaten. Fucking Yanni. Yeah, it's cute. I gotta eat dinner, too. I got. Di- I, I literally, that, I literally, literally have like, dinner right here. I just had it delivered, and I told the uh, delivery I, guy to say the I fuck got, out of the camera. Right here in my pants. <laughs> what did you have delivered, Ski? Uh, I got uh, a Mexican skillet from a place Ooh. called Chips. Yeah. Nice. It's you chorizo can, with the hash browns. Extra jalapeno. Hang on. Before Josh hangs jalapeno. up, now I have to know, what's your favorite meal where you're at? Me? Restaurant meal. Restaurant meal. Uh, well, it's changed recently because I just found out I have celiac now. So uh, I That's can't great. have any wheat or gluten, which fucking sucks. Believe me. I've, I remember I've never that. Do you believe those? Do you, do you believe them, though? Dude, do I believe? Yeah, because if I eat it, I literally fucking explode. I remember the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a uh, there's a I did a pot I did somebody's podcast the other day. Oh, um, Candace Horback. Watch the podcast of hers I did when that comes out, and you'll see my whole face is like blotchy and red everywhere uh-huh. uh, because I I had eaten something that had kind of funny contamination. Kind of funny. Damn. Yeah, it's it's brutal. I would say well, my favorite meal everywhere is always pizza, but. Um, I really? would say I would say now that uh, I really can't eat it. Uh, my favorite place there's I tell people when they come to L.A. I think it's the best Mexican food I've ever had in the entire country, as at this little place in Huntington Beach called Fiesta Grill on 17th Street, and mm-hmm. uh, they make old school chili rellenos, but they make them without flour. They they make them in scrambled egg. Uh, yeah. So basically, they use scrambled egg to cover the peppers and cheese instead of fl- of flour. And it's so fucking good, man. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's my favorite place. I'm probably going to go there this weekend because I haven't got been it. there in a long time. You got a, you got anything to plug? Just uh, the show on Censored TV next week tonight. Uh, I also have a new podcast called Jankum. Awesome. Uh, I'd I love to come on sometime, man. Yeah, I'd love to have you. It's a, it's a fun show. We just talk shit. It's an hour. Oh, yeah. That's, what, that's what we just did. <laughs> yeah. And then I and then we do like a fun Q&A for uh, my local subscribers. So locals is like a Patreon, but uh, right, yeah. Uh, speaking of this, uh, Patreon.com/slash/SkiMaskCollective. The video will be Patreon only. I'm going to put the audio out for free, of course. So if you want to listen, you can listen to the audio. If you want to watch uh, some of the crazy antics Victor does on this show or anything like that, again, uh, you'll find it on Patreon.com. And I will be it was uh, super super it. bold choice, Victor, to just chop up a live woman in silence while we were talking. On yeah. The show. So really, if you're listening to this, you should definitely pay the Patreon money to right. see the full thing. Right. It was crazy. I, there was there was blood. I, I didn't realize how much blood came out of a human body. Amazing. I told you guys I don't it like was women. Crazy. I told you. I told you. I, we knew. We knew. All yeah, right, I mean, boys, it was it's everybody. so bad that Frank Sinatra had to turn away in that picture behind you. That's how brutal yeah. it was. <laughs> dooby dooby doo. Follow Justin. He's making a fucking turnaround on Twitter. He's he's causing ruckus, and that's what I love. I love anybody who stands their ground and doesn't give a fuck. And of course, Victor is always like that. And Victor does so much for uh, the people, the comedians of the compound. Uh, so we'll be talking to you guys soon. I love peeps. All right, boys.